Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uptime Community. We're so glad that you can join us here today. My name is Michael Pels, and today is January 9th. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but of the year 2024 of our Lord. Wow. And we want to make this an interactive form, so we welcome your questions and comments. Today, if you do not know Jesus, we do encourage you to get to know him. I have to tell you the bad news is that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. We have all missed the mark. But because of Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection, and our belief in him alone for salvation, we can have eternal life with him. And it'll change. When you do this, it'll change your entire life, guys. You'll pass from death to life. And you'll have a new desire and a new heart to seek after the Lord. And it is just such a precious gift of God. And we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And no one can take away that promise of eternal life that Jesus has given us for all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And today we do have our brother in Christ, Pastor Robert Breaker, joining us. So I'm very excited to be having him on here today. Brother Greg is here with us, guys, and he's just in the back room because he's giving us support right now. And um, we have the usual uptime panelists here. We have Brother Bob Barber. How you doing, brother? Good. How's everybody doing? Doing awesome. And Brother John, the watchdog. How you doing, brother? Good evening, y'all. How you doing? Awesome. And today's verse of the day is from Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. But where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Man, what a perspective changer scripture right there. That is such truth right there. How how do you guys feel about that? I know personally that when I was born again, it all, all my thoughts were, it was like, wow, this nothing seemed to matter as much anymore. And over the years, it seems even less so that things matter. And I find myself having no joy really outside of the Lord, you know, as where before, you know, you would go to the movies and, you know, do whatever you would, would in normal life, would go into the mall or going out to eat with your friends. But you, you reach a point to where your, your soul joy comes from the Lord alone. And at least that's how it is for me. I'm sure it is for you all too, but it is such an amazing gift. God gives us that relationship with him. And I can tell you, it's been a wild, wild couple of weeks. And I'm sure for all of us, but uh, brother, uh, brother Breaker, yeah. are we bringing? We're gonna go ahead and bring him in. There he is. Hello, hi guys. How are you? Hello, hey, sir. Robert. Here we go. Have you back? Thank you. I'm just a little tired from that storm last night. It kept us up. It was so loud. Lots of wind, howling. My wife said it sounded like somebody was crying all night, and wow. it was just the wind. The wind was blowing so hard. It was making that mm-hmm. noise. Just it sounded like someone crying. It was so weird. So we're hmm. done with it, but I know you guys are getting it now. So wow, hope you're hmm. safe from that. And it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen a, a front almost 2,500 miles long. That thing went all the way up to the top of America, almost down to Honduras, just going through like a line. It was so weird. Hmm. Weird storm, strange storm. 
Yeah, nothing's going to surprise us a whole lot now, Brother Breaker. <laughs> then an Arctic blast is coming next. You heard that, right? So, yep. Wow. Yep. It's never Brace ended. yourself. Brace yourself because I hear it's yep. going to be a doozy. I really right. do. Yep. 2024 has kicked off with a huge bang. I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, oh, can it we is. Do that from right. January 1st to the 9th. Yeah. I mean, we had more stuff happen in the last nine days than we probably saw without the whole scope of 2023. Hmm. You know, yeah. that's pretty much what we're looking at right now. I know. The, Lots I mean, of earthquakes. A lot of it, look at the earthquakes. January yeah. 1st. Oh, tsunami. Man. Tsunami. Yeah. That it's... was a huge sign from the Lord. It's like, this is going to be the year. You know, I always wondered why, when I wrote that book, The Road to 2024, why the Lord gave me that title. And I wrote it back in 2017 and 18. And I thought, what a, what a silly title. Because yeah. we're going to be gone before that's 2024. So cool. I figured that, according to my book and my calculation, twenty this time will be around mid trip. Hmm. That's what I thought when I wrote that book. When I saw the uh, the uh, the solar eclipse passing through America April eighth, I believe that was marking mid trip, uh, the end of the sixth seal, the sixth seal going to the seventh seal, which would which would which would cause an earthquake. It's right there at the mid, uh, New Madrid fault line, which would include the the sixth seal earthquake, and so. Since my book pretty much ran up to about that point where all my stuff I was talking about was supposed to have been the end of Trump's second presidency. Hmm. So it was the road to 2024. That's why I called it that. Not realizing that it's actually going to be the beginning of the tribulation, the year we are raptured out of here potentially. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming at all. Like you said, Brother Michael, I was like, I cannot yeah. believe we're here. I know it's 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 unbelievable. It really is because every year is starting back in I think 2020. You know when the whole thing occurred and the whole world was in lockstep, if you know what I mean, with each other. It seemed as if everything was like I can't see anymore. Like I used to have these. I'm not saying I don't have goals and aspirations, guys, but I would have you know goals and aspirations. But it seems like I can't see any more beyond mm. the year. So every year it's like, I really feel like this is it, you know? And, um, this, this year feels different to me. I'm not, I'm not, I, I have to say, and I've been talking to my wife about it. I don't know about you guys, but something really in, interesting. I, I just feel it in the spirit. I can't really quantify it or bring it to you in a tangible way, but I do know that I've been experiencing personally some things with the Lord in my walk that has been just radically intense. Now you guys do know that my father passed away on the 22nd of December this past year. And that that's been really difficult. And, you know, the Lord is draws close to those who are of a broken spirit. But uh, that being said, there's things that is going on and in, in just my my walk and prayer life and dreams and things that are just off the charts. How, how, how are you guys feeling right now? Is it are you guys feeling the same way? Just that tangible and almost like an energy in the air. Yeah, like something getting ready to happen. Yeah, it's like something <clears throat> is getting ready yes. to happen soon. I don't know what it is, whether it be the rapture, but I feel a big event coming very soon. Well, we're starting to see that. Uh, the veil's getting thin, right, Brother Breaker? That veil's getting yeah. awfully thin. And I put out a video talk about that a couple of days ago. Well, I think it was mm-hmm. yesterday, I'm not sure. But there, it's getting to a point where they're just almost like falling on accident through that veil. 
Mm. You know, and right. that's um, go ahead. Well, remember, we can't go by our feelings, but I do I agree Definitely with you. Not. I have, like I said yeah. in the sermon, the first sermon of the year that I did, are you ready for more in 2024? I just, oh, I love that. I have this yeah. overwhelming feeling of just they're going to try to confuse us. And yeah. Whatever they're going to do next, it's just all to keep us thrown back and off guard and confused exactly. to where we don't know what's really happening. And I feel like, and like I said, I don't like going by my feelings, but I just yeah, I feel don't like either. That's their game plan, and that's what yeah. the devil does because that's all he's got. He yeah. sits on a throne of lies, so he's just like, all right, I'm all in. I'm going to lie to where nobody knows what the truth is. And the only exactly. way we'll know if we stay in the book. So that's why yeah. we need to stay in the book. Brother Breaker, mm-hmm. amazing. I I literally mm-hmm. had um, – it's, 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 it's not like an epiphany because we, we all as believers in Christ – stand on the word of God. It's the more sure word of prophecy. And it's so amazing. And I love how you put that, Brother Breaker. That's how I I quoted you there. But uh, I love that, quoting the Bible through your video. And I remember watching, Are You Ready for More in 2024? And I I absolutely felt exactly the same way as you did. And I was like, man, I almost want to write down what you said and put Mm -hmm. it on my corkboard because I was like, "This this is how I understand and feel things are going. But we do stand on faith over feelings we have faith over fear and the devil is the father of lies and that is another thing that we have seen just off the charts with the the political system in the united states it's just it's almost like everyone's been given over already to that debased mind they don't believe that people can see them in their lives and it's just blatantly all in our faces right somebody told me they said you should preach next year if we're still here (laughs) <laughs> or will you be alive in 2025? So I don't know, but I just, I feel like this has got to be the year I'm looking for the Lord to come and the sooner the better. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. What, uh, what has come already? Wow. That's, I guess that's the topic, right? We want to talk about today and mm-hmm. uh, people are seeing things and the topic is, I guess we'll just get into it if you guys are ready. Yeah. Yes. So we want to talk about Nephilim or the giants and, uh, the reason being something happened, they say, and I, I say they say because we're still, it's always good to be skeptical until you have the absolute complete truth. But they say something happened in Miami that a lot of people are saying was scary and it was some sort of tall being. Now, it could be anything. It could be demonic spirits manifesting like that, or it could literally be the Nephilim. And uh, a lot of people ask, what's a Nephilim? And I think there's still people out there that maybe recently got saved or maybe been saved for a long time, and they don't know what that word is. And we throw that word out a lot, don't we? Yeah. Um, we talk about Nephilim. We know what we're talking about, but that's a Hebrew word that a lot of people don't know. What's a Nephilim? And the Nephilim is, of course, the giants that are in the Bible. And uh, we need to start in Genesis chapter 6, if Greg wants to pull that up for us. And in the Bible, let's start back at verse 1, if we could, and go all the way down to verse um Yeah, verse 4, 1 to 4. And this is one of the things that I've found over the years in my ministry that separates the men from the boys, so to speak. There are people out there that claim to be Christians, but you ask them, well, what do you think about Genesis 6? And if they're not true Christians, they usually say, well, I don't think that was really giants. (laughs) That's the first thing they'll tell you. And they'll say, well, I think the sons of God were the sons of Seth and the sons of, and then the daughters of, no, let me get that right. The sons of God were the were, were the sons of yeah uh, Seth, and the daughters of men were the sons of Cain, and it, it wasn't really what they what it says in the Bible. There are no giants, 
And I just want to give you a couple verses today to prove that there are giants and that this really did happen. Um, you know, people have told me in my life, oh, you teach that fallen angels had sex with women and had children. Oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and yet it's like right there in your face if you read it. So this is one of those things that it, it shows whether you truly are a Bible believer or you're not. Amen. And there's a lot of liberal, modernist, so-called Christians that they do not believe what we're about to talk about today. And yet, if you read your Bible, you can't help but see it. And I think the world's going to see it again. I think these things are going to come back, and maybe they're already starting. (laughs) So, beginning there, and and Michael, do you want to read verse 1 through 4 for us? Sure. Um, Okay. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and that they were fair, and they took themselves or wives for all of which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bear children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. So it's right there. And who are the sons of God? In the Old Testament, sons of God are always angels. That's angels, yep. Today in the Amen. New Testament, we are the sons of God. We're saved. We're called the sons of God. But in the Old Testament, they were angels. And so this is the time of Noah. And it says the sons of God took them wives. Well, what do you do with the wife? Well, you engage in intercourse. And this is something that many people that don't believe this, they laugh and they, oh, no, this didn't happen. Yet verse four says what? It says they came into the daughters of men and they bear children to them. So I don't know how, but somehow an angel can fall and somehow have a seed in which he can mix his seed with the seed of of a human being. And what does that produce? Mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And that's where we get Nephilim from the word giants there in that passage in verse four in the Hebrew language, that is Nephel, um, which, you know, means if you look up the strongs or whatever, H five, three Oh three, it's a feller or a bully or a giant. And I think that's funny. A bully. What are we seeing a lot of today? A bunch of bullies. I think when you're possessed by a demonic spirit, you get the spirit of bully and you want to just go bully people because you're easily offended. You want to tell everybody what you what you want them to do because you're a social justice warrior who thinks you're right and everybody needs to. Anyway, I'm not going to go there, but there's a spiritual aspect to this as well. Mm -hmm. So in the Bible, there are literal giants and they're half human and and half um, something from the spirit world. And in the Bible, they have six fingers and six toes. So this is what kind of, you know, is, is the line. Are you a true Bible believer? Do you believe that? Or are you one of those go, well, I don't believe that. And there's some out there to say, I can't believe this. And they say, no, they didn't really have sex and have children. They got in a laboratory and mixed their DNA with man's DNA. I Do you see that in the passage? No. <laughs> it says... They came unto them and they bear children to them. So that shows me, and I'm I'm not about to tell you how because I don't know, but that tells me that somehow an angel could fall and do relations. 
and there's actually words for that. If you're um, Jude, uh, one, Jude, uh, a, a brother breaker, yeah, Jude, uh, one six. Yeah, we're gonna go is there. there. I, was, I can't wait to get there too. We're gonna, yeah. I've got First Peter, Second Peter, and Jude one six. Yeah, go ahead to okay. to uh, Second Peter two next, verse four okay. and five. And uh, uh, in this world of of whatever they call it, I don't. I hate to say witchcraft or whatever, but if you start getting into that spiritual world garbage, and the seducing spirits and all that stuff, they literally have a term: incubus and succubus. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. And what is an incubus and a succubus? It's some sort of a spirit that can come. And and take physical form and have relations with a woman, and it can produce a child like Rosemary's baby or some weird scary thing like that. So it's not a far fetched thing to believe that angels could literally fall and do that with human women and produce literal giants. And we have Bible verses about it, and it says here in Second Peter chapter two, verse four and five. If God spared not the angels, here's your fallen angels, that sinned. How did they sin? By doing something they weren't supposed to do. Fornication is the sin. But cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. So this is in the time of Noah. And um, it's interesting. That's the reason that God destroyed the earth. Because mm-hmm. they weren't following his intention of man and woman having children and them being human. The devil came and said, I'm going to destroy God's race, God's seed. I want to mix it with my seed. So that's yeah. kind of creepy. And uh, it's interesting that today men know how to map the DNA of, of yep. man. And yep. there's a thing called CRISPR. And there's all sorts of things where they want to start messing with DNA again. Very strange, very strange. First um, Peter three verse nineteen and twenty, and then we'll get to the one in Jude. First Peter three nineteen and twenty is the the another passage, and so this isn't just something we're making up. We that are Bible no. believers see this in the Bible, mm-hmm. and it says, and this is after Jesus died. Verse eighteen is one of the best verses in the Bible. It's almost like the whole gospel in one verse, but it's the context is when Jesus died, he went down into the earth. And it says, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were what? Disobedient. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a, was a preparing, wherein few that has eight souls were saved by water. So shows you that God doesn't count an animal as a soul, does he? Because that, that, that thing was full of animals, only human beings. Yeah. And yeah. so they were disobedient. So these are disobedient spirits, which we call fallen angels. Now look yep. at Jude chapter 1 and verse 6, because it tells us another thing about them. And just as Lucifer fell from heaven, these things fell from heaven. And it says in Jude verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness until the, unto the judgment of the great day. Mm-hmm. And actually there's four of them that get out in the book of Revelation in the tribulation period too. And a lot of people are wondering if that's not what CERN is for. <laughs> and you guys looked into CERN. You've probably done a video about CERN. Oh, CERN is crazy. Yeah. CERN's it's crazy. crazy. They yeah. say they want to open a portal to another dimension. Yeah. Well, that'd be a, a great yeah. way for four of those spirits to come out, just like exactly. the Bible says. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Or one in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Yeah, that's, that's, yep, that's CERN. Like, it's see, built that over wasn't... an old satanic temple to Apollo, the Apollo. false god. Yeah. Apollyon in the book of Revelation. So it's very interesting. So fallen angels 
they left their first estate. They fell and they had children with human beings. And do you think they looked like human beings and and they were exactly, no, the Bible teaches there was something very peculiar about these giants because they were way bigger than humans. And uh, second Samuel 21, 20, I don't know if we'll go to this. Yeah, let's go there. Second Samuel 21, 20, the way you could tell that these were different than human beings is because you look at them and they had more digits than a human. And it says in 2 Samuel 21, 20, and there was yet a battle in Gath where there was a man of great stature. Well, that would be a giant that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and 20 in number. And he also was born to the giant. So these fallen angels had children. And I guess the giants, their children could have children as well, is what it sounds like, born to a giant. Yeah. And these are what we call the Nephilim. And this is, and this gets into spiritism and, and, and some weird stuff, but this is where demonic spirits come from. And a lot of people don't think about, you know, what is a devil? What is a demon? Where do they come from? Well, we're a body, soul, and spirit. So we have a body and a soul and a spirit. The Bible says an angel is a ministering spirit. So we know an angel is a spirit and somehow he's got to take a body in order to do what he does. So if those two come together, what would be produced? a body and a spirit, but probably no soul because God's the one that breathed into Adam, the living soul. God didn't want these creatures to exist. This, this is disobedient to his plan. So mm. it would produce a giant body with a spirit in it that will last for probably forever or maybe, maybe not. But if that body dies and that spirit is loosed, what do you think that is? I believe that's what Jesus refers yeah. to as unclean spirits. And I think that's mm-hmm. what devils or demons are. It's that the disembodied, sense. and I'm, I'm using mm-hmm. words here, but these are these are the right words. They're the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim or the giants. And that exactly. makes perfect sense. And there's a and I don't like to go to books outside the Bible, but there's a book called the Book of Enoch. And it's kind of funny that that's basically what it says in that book. But I didn't learn that from reading the book of Enoch. I read I learned that from reading the Bible. And years later, I found it. I was, wow, that just agrees with the Bible. So I don't believe it because mm-hmm. that book says it. That's what I see in the Bible is that exactly. these giants exist. Now, there are people out there that claim to be Christians that say, oh, that's not true. <laughs> and there's no such thing as giants. Mm-hmm. And they deny this and they don't look at it. Well, let's go to um, Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 11, because the Bible not only tells us that there's these giants, but it actually tells us how tall they were. And we see them. And by the way, back in Genesis, it says they were, um, let's see, Deuteronomy 3.11. It says they were before Noah's flood. And then it says also after that. And so that's where we're going with all this. Can they exist today? Could there be giants? Could this possibly have been something real that people claim to see in that Miami place? Could there really be giants today? Sounds like it. Sounds like angels could still choose to fall and, and do that and produce giants today. But uh, Deuteronomy 3.11, for only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of the giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Is it not in Rabath of the children of Ammon? Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it after the cubit of a man. All right, what is a cubit? Well, a cubit is from the end of your, your hand to the end of your elbow. That's a cubit. And for a lot of human being adults, men... Guess how much that that comes out to in inches? 
It just happens to be 18 inches. Is that just me or is that amazing? Because that's six plus six plus six, which is oh, the number wow. of men, right? Yeah, so that is interesting. But they yeah. have another cubit that they call the Egyptian cubit, which they say is 21 yep. inches, which is interesting. Seven plus seven plus seven. So if we figure it out either way, we still come out with an amazingly very tall, probably two to three times the size of a, of a modern human being person. And so I did the math real quick. If it's four, if it's 18 cubits, then you get 162 inches by 72 inches or 13.5 feet by six feet. So imagine wow, a bed that's 13.5 feet long and six foot wide. That's wow. a pretty tall fella. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. if it's an Egyptian cubit, it's 189 inches by 84 inches or 15.75 feet by 75 feet. So between 13 and 15 feet tall with six Man. fingers and six toes. And you're telling me that's just some human being, some fluke human being that grew that big. I mean, the no. tallest person that, that had five fingers was, was it Robert Alton? And he was something like almost 10 foot tall. So yeah. these things surpass that they're gigantic. They're very, very big. Um, let's go to Goliath or yeah. Samuel 17, four. He was eight foot 11 inches. He was okay. That's what you came up with, eight foot eleven inches. Yeah, on um, Robert Waldo, um, which is crazy though too. And oh, the yeah, giants, the, the giants that we have too, and from the uh, gene anomaly, they're they're kind of more disfigured, right? It's the yeah. growth hormone that keeps going, so it's not they weren't very capable. You know, you have people like Goliath who's running around with the giant shield and spear and. Right, we're not we're right. very intimidating. Yeah, this is this is but one of the first tough. books that Stephen Quayle wrote about giants, and look at the size of those two men next to yeah, this. That's nuts. I've so seen these, but they only have five fingers, so they're just somehow in the human gene pool. You can have somebody you know taller than other people, but we're not talking about something like that. We're talking about literal half breed, half you know fallen angel, half human being. Nephilim, the Bible calls them, with six fingers, six toes. And here's Goliath in 1 Samuel 7, 14. Now, who hasn't heard of Goliath? How anyone can say they're a Christian but say, I don't believe in giants. Exactly. Are you a Christian? I mean, you deny the Bible. It says, and there went out a champion of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. All right, so what does that mean? Remember, a cubit, if it's 18 inches, well, then that would be 18 inches and a span. A span is from here to here of your hand, so about six inches. So... We take um, six cubits times 18. We get 108 inches or nine foot. So nine foot and a span, nine foot six. Or if it's 21 wow. inches, a cubit, then it's 126 inches or 10.5 feet and six inches. So 11 foot. So between nine and 11 foot tall was Goliath. And he I had, can't believe we're even talking about this. This is madness. <laughs> madness. <laughs> Go ahead. Somebody say something. Mm-mm. No, okay. I just said that's funny. But so you, can you imagine? They're all over America. There's these people, these professors, and so-called Bible colleges. Well, there's no such thing as giants. There's no historical ever. We don't. And as a little child in Sunday school, you learn about Goliath, and he's a giant, and he's nine to to eleven feet tall. So these people that say there's no, they don't know their Bibles. Uh, either that, or they're wolves in sheep's clothing who who don't believe the Bible and are there to try to deceive people and talk them out of what the Bible says. Remember when when uh, David fought Goliath? The Bible actually tells us that there are more giants than just Goliath. 
because yeah. David goes down to the brook and he picks up mm. five stones. Why did he pick up five stones? Did he think he might miss once or twice? <laughs> no, he he knew, and the Bible teaches that there were four other brothers. Yeah, so he I had so it. much faith that he was like, when I kill you, Goliath, I'm going to come after your four brothers too. But could you imagine being a little short guy, probably three, three and a half feet tall, and you're looking up at a nine to 11 foot tall being? That's something and you're else. just like, you're going down. And you know what's funny is when he hit him, the Bible says that he fell forward. Now, if you hit somebody like this, usually they'd go, oh, and fall backwards, right? Yeah. I think God went like that <laughs> on the back of the head, just so it went in a little deeper and he fell forward. So I just find that amazing that how people can deny that there exist these, these giants, which nowadays a lot of people don't use the term giants. They say Nephilim. And I think that confuses mm-hmm. people. They're like, what's a Nephilim? So I'm mm-hmm. glad we can do this to explain a Nephilim is a giant. Second um, Samuel 21, 16. There's another giant in second Samuel 21, 16. His name is Ish Bib Enob. Ish means man, Bib means lives, and Enob. So a man who lived in Nob. And so this man who lived in Nob was a giant. And he was so tall, he had a spear. And it tells us right there in Ish Binob, which it was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with the new sword thought to have slain David. Now, I, I don't know if my math is right here. I don't know. I tried to look up how much is a shekel back then, and it's about 11.33 grams. So I did the math. You take, what is it, 300 shekels? So 300 times 11.33, you get 3,399 grams. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but how many grams? Well, it's 16 to 1, right? Um, now, sometimes in metal, it's different. So it might be 12 to one yeah. in metals. But I went ahead and did 16 pounds or 16 grams per pound. And I came up with 212.44 pounds. <laughs> Do you imagine carrying a spear that's about 200 pounds? And then you got to you got to think about the leveraging weight. So that yeah, weight so, exponentially increases as it goes right, out further across. Heavy. So yeah. you have to be a very gigantic being to be yes. going around carrying a spear that weighs about 200 or something pounds. With enormous strength to and counter that, that that leveraging. Oh, man, that is intense. So, so, yes, there are giants or Nephilim in the Bible. They do exist. And that the book of, uh, of giants, this is the first book that Stephen Quayle did about giants. And this is the best one. This is the best one. He later updated... And he took a lot out and changed things. And his second book, I don't like as much as this first one. And this is very hard to find because he, he supposedly updated it, but he took a, lot, took a lot out. And this book has lots of interesting pictures. And this picture right here, to me, is just amazing. That's a railroad car. You know how tall a railroad car is? Wow. Each rung on that ladder is a foot. So how tall would that being be? <laughs> and if you look at this hand... You can count distinctly. It looks like five, and it, and that's not showing the thumb. So there must be six there. So this is a fossilized giant that was dug yeah. up in. That's not. It was uh, twelve foot two inches tall, and it was found in the nineteenth century in London. And then you know whenever they find stuff like this, oh no, it's lost. We don't know what happened to it. Yeah, Smithsonian strikes a lot again. Of fossils and things like this of of giants in the Smithsonian. And now they say, well, we went in the basement. We just can't find it. 
I guess it's because they don't want people to believe that this exists, because if it does, it proves the Bible is true and exactly. that there's no evolution. Yeah. Um, I always imagine the Smithsonian is like uh, that Indiana Jones when they go down, they store the ark, you know, and it's yeah. a huge warehouse and they're just they're filing it away. And I absolutely believe that the Smithsonian has been instrumental in going around and covering up these truths because all throughout the the coming of age of the United States, they found them. I, I was trying to look for the museum, Brother Rick, you might re- know it, but there's a museum, I think somewhere in Tennessee, maybe it where they, he actually has uh, molds and castings of giant skeleton yeah. bones. I think you're it's, thinking of one in Texas that the, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That man, to, that's wild. There's one in Glen something, Texas, and it, it actually has uh, dinosaur bones and it, it has a strata of, of, uh, well, a riverbed, a dry riverbed where they found rock and it was a, a walking of a human being. And then there was dinosaur footprints, but they were going back and forth and crossing one another. Yeah, that's so crazy. So this guy's walking with the dinosaur. Maybe he's being chased by it or something. And they want you to believe that dinosaurs existed millions of years ago. I don't believe that. I believe they've always existed with men. Yeah, well, they found so, dinosaur bones with tissue, muscle tissue in it, about yeah, 4,000 yeah. years so old how, and 3,000 years old. How does old. that last millions of years? <laughs> It doesn't. Yeah, no so, way that I, protein lasted that long. When I was in Honduras as a missionary, I, I would take trips from time to time and just go see different places, pass out tracks. And one time I went to Trujillo, which is in the northeast coast of Honduras, way up there. And they had a um, museum in Trujillo. And that was really cool. That's where William Walker was. And I, that's a neat story in itself. William Walker was an American that went down to try to take over Honduras and make it an American state. And wouldn't that have been interesting if he succeeded? <laughs> Honduras would be part of America today. But I'm walking through this old uh, museum, and right there is the bone of a giant. And it shows you, and it's the leg bone. So your typical leg bone would be about like that of a, of a man. This leg bone was, like, gigantic. Mm-hmm. And you could totally tell that's a leg bone. And they had it. And they said, yeah, we, we dug this up here, you know, back in the early 1900s. So mm-hmm. I do not believe that there's no such thing as giants. I believe they existed. And mm-hmm. I believe that was the devil when he um, went and deceived many angels to fall with him. They went down and they did this so that the devil could put his you know thumb up at God and say, hey, you got your race. Well, I'm going to create mine. Mm-hmm. That's what he tried to do, and uh, I believe like, uh, like the movie uh, with Nicolas Cage with the angels, falling angels. See, in Hollywood, that's kind of creepy. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. You go out to California to Hollywood, and they and the place is Los Angeles, which is Spanish for the angels, Los yeah. Angeles. So uh, is that saying stars. that's where like fallen angels like to live? It, yeah, and, and they have the stars on the. They worship the stars, they right? They worship the stars, exactly. Yeah. So John said yeah, it. A lot um, of parallels there. And not, not, it. Not, not to mention all the uh, petrified mountains. You see, and all those, too. That's that's messed up. You see these mountains. These things must have been uh, 400 feet tall. Crazy huge, if that's true. You know, the, the monuments you're talking about? Look like, what's that? Are you talking about monuments, or what are you saying? Petrified mountains that look like people, look like giants. That faces oh, are in them. Uh, I like oh, to watch yes. laying on the like side. Woman laying on the yes. side. If you yeah. ever watch, if you ever watch Mud Fossil University, some people yeah. think he's completely insane. I think it's pretty interesting. Some of the things he finds because mm-hmm. that doesn't look like a statue that someone made. That looks like Noah's mm-hmm. flood killed that giant 
and yeah. turned him into stone. And that's yeah. left behind as a fossil from, from the flood. So, exactly. yeah. So, but yeah, you yeah. were talking John about a movie and Hollywood made that movie with Nicholas Cage. And what was it about? And I'm not telling you to go watch the movie, but it, it was an angel and he, he was going every day to go look at the sun and he was told by one of the other angels, Hey, let's just, let's just fall and become human. And so they fell and then he went and fell in love with a, a woman and things like that. So Hollywood knows this. Um, but so many Christians think you're weird if you talk about this, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah. How can these different uh, things exist in stone that look like they were giant, either exactly. animals or, or humans or things like that? Have you seen the trees, there the giant trees that look like mountains, but or they're like mountain size, but they're actually trees that mm-hmm. where they look like the stumps where they're just cut down at the base. Yep. It's really interesting. But like when you Dallas talk about in Wyoming, yeah, yeah, when you talk about the flood, guys, and those sedimentary layers that separate became like quicksand, so everything in it would have been petrified and encased in in the uh, the mud and the sediments as it settled down over time and they became fossilized. But it's really interesting. And when I seen that, I was like, wow. And um, it was another researcher who I found who was talking about this, but he, he uh, they were showing this, pro- or this process where they use like this 3D imaging and scanning. And they were talking about how interesting it is that we have the, the terms in mining, like a vein of silver, or a vein of gold and how they tap the veins to get it. And I was like, hmm. wow. And when he showed the, I wish I had that, that information for you, but if he, when he showed the 3d scans, it looked like a circulatory system, these veins of copper and something? veins of gold. It was really wild. I was like, wow. That's so, yeah. something else. On YouTube, mud fossil university, that guy shows you like stone that looks like it literally was part of a human body at one time. And yeah, Pretty, pretty wild stuff. Pretty wild stuff. Um, so when we look at the Bible, we can't help but see this. And in, in the Hebrew, the word is Nephilim. And that's why we say Nephilim. And whenever you see I am on the end of the word, that's plural in Hebrew. So Nephilim or Nephilim. And there's another word that's used too, and that's Raphim or Rapha. And usually that's the ones after Noah's flood. So we read earlier the ones that are in prison before the flood, God took those fallen angels and put them down. But after Noah's flood, there's some other ones that fell as well. That's why David is fighting giants and things like that. But the question is, could there be giants today? Mm-hmm. And you've probably heard this. This is all over YouTube, that when we were in Afghanistan, the country of America was in Afghanistan, that supposedly they found a giant called the Kandahar giant in Kandahar, Afghanistan. And some people believe that. Some people don't. But whether you believe it or not, I can see it as definitely possible because in the Bible, it could still happen. And perhaps those things, I mean, they wouldn't want to be seen in person because all throughout the last, what, four or 5,000 years, if you were a guy that wanted to make a name for yourself, what would you do? Well, you'd either look to slay a dragon or you'd look to slay a giant, right? And so I believe dinosaurs were, were well, dragons. The word dinosaur is a pretty modern word. They were called dragons in the Bible. And so a lot of dragons are extinct because they would go kill them. Uh, people say, well, that's the dumbest thing I know. I don't believe that because they're brainwashed in school to believe in evolution and believe dinosaurs are millions of years old. That's so you look, is it the seal of England or someplace? What is it? St. George killing a dragon. That's 1300 AD. Yeah. 700 years ago. He literally killed one of those things. 
And what yeah. was it was probably a dinosaur. So there's actually uh, yeah. Chinese uh, Chinese recipes that requires uh, dragon blood or dragon yeah stuff and dragons. What so, real yeah. recipes? Yep. You know, People say today old. there's no dragons, and you go to the zoo. <laughs> we went to an aquarium in Tulsa when I visited my mom, and there was a, what they called a sea dragon. You go to a zoo, there's the Komodo dragon. <laughs> you know, there's someone says yeah. say something about unicorns, and they say, well, in the King James Bible, it says unicorns. Oh, it shouldn't say that. That's a false translation. There's no such thing as a unicorn. And we go to a zoo, and they, they had what they, they said was extinct for many years, and now all of a sudden they've got them back. Most of your rhinoceroses have two horns, but there's one species of rhinoceros that has one. And we saw that one-horned rhinoceros, and I'm like, yeah. There's your unicorn in the Bible right there, you know? Yeah. So why do people approach the Bible in unbelief and don't want to believe what it says? Uh, I don't know. But so they don't have to follow it? And it's it's take probably it. the indoctrination in school of dinosaurs yeah. saying millions of years so that they'll yeah. automatically not believe the Bible. Dismiss it. Yeah, exactly. You, and it, you, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say one quick thing about what you brought up about the Kendar giant. There's something really interesting too, because that's all the way was is in Afghanistan, I believe. But in Native American culture, back mm. in I think it was the early yeah. 1900s, there was the right. Love Lock Cave giants, who <laughs> were also described as having, you know, being eight to ten foot tall and having red hair, and they were cannibals, which is crazy. Exactly. And um, so there's giants. Yeah, it's definitely they're I around. <laughs> I just saw that interview with L.A. Marzulli. We had that gentleman on, and he his family was from Afghanistan before they came here. And it, talk about his dad was telling him as he was growing up there, uh, they him his uh, his his father's mother, his grandmother, and grandfather, of course, they were actually taking animals up to that cave for that Kandahar giant as a sacrifice. All right, we were talking about, it, and they would leave animals there. And he went there with his dad, well, his grandfather. Um, well, his father was there with his grandfather. That was a long time ago. But he said that when he went there, that he saw this gigantic footprint. Freaked him out. This thing must have been about, you know, must have been about six feet or something like that. This huge, gigantic footprint. Okay. Freaked him out. He never wanted to go camping again. Never wanted to do anything like that. People made fun of him. He was freaked out about it. And he was told not to talk about it. And of course, and he told his son about it and stuff like that. His mother was in the witchcraft. An interesting thing, since we're talking about Nephilim, he didn't mention right at the end of the interview. I don't know if you guys, if you guys saw it. Was he mentioned something about acid liquors that come out of the mountain, come out of the earth? They stay in the earth. They come out during the day. They lick the side of a mountain, and then they say, uh, um, basically, I think it was uh, for finished. Uh, if we finish in the name of God, we go back into the earth and we'll start the next day. But they say that if they don't finish in the name of God, that they'll come out and they'll devour people on the land. Hmm. And I guess this was written one of the Hadiths and like in Islam, some of that one of the stories, all the Hadiths, all those stories. They actually have a few things in there that are true. Okay. And the fact that he saw, you know, this, this Kandahar giant and his parents were leaving animals as a sacrifice sitting there tied up animals on a weekly basis. I was like, why are we doing this? And his father mm-hmm. showed me that footprint. You yeah. know, so just that, that, that thing uh, yeah. was real. I don't yeah. care what you I don't care what they say. The right. Bible says yeah. it's real. And then when he killed it, that thing had a horrible scent, horrible smell when they killed it. Okay. 
And, you know, there was all that. Of course, that was a long time ago when they brought the thing home and they tried to keep it hidden. Even though they, I think they let a little bit of that stuff out, Robert, you know, because, I mean, they should have kept it top secret, but somehow that yeah, flight got let out. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see the pictures of it, but that's about yeah. it. You know, right. I've often uh, speculated if giants, the Nephilim, aren't somehow tied into the lore of what people would call a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. I'm glad you and, went um, there. I have a story about yeah, that. Because, uh, yeah, because I'm not sure if anyone's heard about uh, Missing 411. Uh, there's a former SWAT officer, detective, who his name is David Politis, and he has covered a string of missing people that have very unique criteria and um, it's all in the national parks. And, you know, maybe the government has a deal with them to inhabit those lands. I don't know. That's just very highly speculatory, very highly conspiracy. But just mm-hmm. to go there and, and say, you know, what if? Because we know these things in the Bible are true. And I know they exist. They did exist. And I do believe they exist today. So where are they? Right. And, and very so- interesting about all this. And it doesn't just have to be them falling with man. They could have made it with animals too. Yeah. And in the Bible, we have satyrs, half man, half goat. We have, you know, different. So a Sasquatch could probably be something like that. And up north, they call it a Sasquatch. Out west, they call it Bigfoot. Down where we yeah. live, it's Skunk Ape. Yeah. And um, Man, I've never is. heard of that. I've never heard of forest it. up here, not too far. <laughs> and there was a man that when he went out in the forest, he says he saw something that was very, very yeah. tall. And he called it a stump monkey. And hmm. he would, everyone he talked to, they'd say, he'd tell them a story about that day he saw the stump monkey. And it scared them. And to the, after a while, they just started calling him stump monkey. And that was his nickname. And you go to the cemetery <laughs> and see where he's buried. And it says his name. And then it says the stump monkey. So <laughs> that name stuck with him. But he never stopped telling that story of what he <laughs> saw. So he saw something. Oh, now, yeah. The question, was it a real something or could it have been a demonic spirit that can take that shape? Very true. Which, Very true. which brings us to the, the thing they said this was it this week or last week in Miami. Yeah. And they claimed that uh, in the mall there in Miami, there was this giant, a couple of them actually. And they said it came up from the ground and it walked around and it scared people. Now, you know, I'm skeptical. I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not, but why so many police cars and why yeah. there's a lot to, to that. So it makes you wonder, um, if something's like that. Now, Michael, you pulled up some pictures or something at the beginning. Always be careful of, of pictures that they show because they, they change it. And you Did they lose the track of them or they just saw them yeah. coming out? Or yeah. Well, it scared everyone in the mall so bad that they left. And the story, the official story was four to six kids fighting with sticks. Yeah. Well, why would you a, need 60 you know, cop cars or something like that for four yeah. to six kids? And why would everyone in the mall be screaming and running out? So the yeah. guy, the guy, the guy is talking about how um, the interviews are saying they're they're like old people sprinting, yeah. really overweight people, oh, yeah. sprinting. You know oh, they're yeah. sprinting, they're they're running for their life. Yeah, okay. definitely. Something happened in that mall, and nobody something has any clear footage of it. We have some, yeah, but something terrifying that would the only thing that could be terrified that many people that quickly would have to be something that. A bear won't scare that many people. Yeah. Okay. They'll, they'll underestimate a bear. People up north will know better. But oh, yeah. a bear won't scare people. But something 10 feet tall, tentacles, and many people said this thing was like teleporting. Yeah. 
yeah. moving around. It's, it like became invisible. So there's your aspect of the spiritual. Yeah. If it yeah. was at one time, let's say around the time of Moses or Noah or back then, and it died, well, it could still, like an angel, it can present itself and it would probably present itself as a giant if that's what it was. So I think it's very demonic, whatever it is. And Definitely. It's scary to say, but these things are going to come back as the devil gets in power. So I don't think this will be just something. I think this has happened in Vegas. Remember that story about in Vegas? Yes, in the backyard. They had more clear picture than that. And then maybe you've heard about what happened in Peru. I don't know. Have you heard of the Pelicadas, which are back in Peru? They peel people's skin off of their face. And so this thing is becoming more and more. And you've got to wonder. Go ahead. Tell us, Michael, about that. What were you telling us earlier? I want to hear more. And, and oh. show us that. Oh, the the pictures. Yeah. So yeah, supposedly okay. no one so, took pictures because they were so scared they're running. So the okay, pictures so, they're showing us, they're trying to say, "Here's the giant. You've yeah. cleared it up, and it doesn't." Yeah, work. they they but, have offered an like a a a piece of footage. I'm sure you guys mostly have seen it if you go to YouTube and you type in, you know, Miami incident, Nephilim. You'll see a group of squad cars in in a line, and you'll see a blurry image walking and that's the the offered video now what happened inside the mall we have no idea i don't don't know of any footage that's been released i've I've looked and maybe there's been some that's come out but i don't know but the footage that they have shown i have i think it i think it's pretty sure it's not real and the reason why i say it is because um i found the original footage on forbes so when i was doing some investigation i found the alleged alien incident and i'll go ahead and share these pictures with you guys so you can see what i am talking about just one moment but it was really interesting and i definitely wanted to bring it up but see this is commonplace, and if I don't know, you know, I believe in Project Bluebeam. I believe that there's going to be an alien deception. Mm-hmm. I think they have, at least, if anything, it's one of the cards they have up their sleeve to explain away the rapture. I think the devil has multiple cards to play. That way, if the situation changes, he can kind of be adaptive to the situation. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and share it. You know, what they did uh, was the, uh, the amount of police cards. It says it's equivalent to a national emergency. For the amount of cars they called out. And they canceled plane flights and other things. Something went on and they don't want to yeah, tell shut us. Shut down the grid, shut down the power, shut yeah. down CBs. They shut down CBs. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I thought they shut down CBs because the police will say, okay, I could see this 10 foot creature. And people, like one out of two or three people, has a police scanner and lives in Miami, I'm sure, because of all the crime that goes around around there. So, so they didn't want them catching that. People mm-hmm. recording it and posting it. So yeah. why shut off all the CBs, Michael? If it's yeah. just nothing big, nothing big. You sh- you are actually cutting your police force at their knees by doing that. I mm-hmm. could think of a rational reason, and I can think of a speculatory reason. But um, going into what you're talking about, so this is something additional I heard. Now, again, with Project Bluebeam, whenever we have a supernatural event take place. It is commonplace. And you've had um, big actors that have came out in the UFO community that intentionally put disinformation 
out there mm-hmm. to muddy the waters. They purposely done this in order to make it harder to decipher what is real and what is not. You know, they're following their MO of their master, who is the devil, the father of lies. So that's what they do. They go out and they just put out a bunch of lies. Now, so I believe this is what potentially this footage may be. And I'm sure this is what we've all seen, the footage where the camera kind of bounces around and you see this this figure right here that I've circled and what it looks like is just, it's hard to discern when you look at their footage. Now I did go to a website again, Forbes news, and it had a link to a different set of footage and I'll, I'll pull this up so you guys can see it. Just one moment here. That was very blurry. What you were showing, they blurred it. on. Yeah. We're going to show it. Yeah. They, they, they want to make it, they want to make it hard to see. Okay, so if you can see, I can't really zoom in on my, my computer, but if you look right here, we have two. So we have the the alleged footage right here, the alien claims footage, and then we have the clearer footage that Forbes was able to find, but they're like, hey, something's wrong. It's clear, but it looks different. They're not sure exactly what's going on. But when I seen them side by side, you can see the cruisers are in the shape of a V, right? Which is really what you're seeing as a mirrored image. So when I went into After Effects, a video editing software, I flipped it horizontally and I was able to pull out a more clear image of what it was. So we don't have to see this blur this is what I use the software here, and this is what I got after see, I was able to. That looks pull like it two out. people to me. Two people. One with looks his arms like, out, maybe being arrested, and maybe a policeman grabbing him from behind. That doesn't yeah. look like a giant. So, no, it, but, so again, confusion. confusion they want to confuse people. Their, Did something yep. happen here? Is this just a whatever it is? You know how they work. Predictive programming. Yes, They're and I know how. Except if this happens in the future, oh, guess what? That's a giant. That's exactly. a nephilim. It is so suspicious. It. <laughs> it is very suspicious, and it's very interesting because, again, this is exactly what the UFO community project blue book did. They have like the Council of Nine, I believe, is what they called it, and they would go out and create disinformation to events that happened that they believed were real in order to cause confusion and cast doubt Mm -hmm. so people can find stuff like this and be like okay like when i seen that that it was a flipped image i was like someone intentionally manipulated this footage because Mm -hmm. there's no way even if you're compressing it or saving it it's not going to just flip it horizontally that's something that has to be done with intent so but but that being said i think honestly when you see moments like this i feel like there might even be a little bit more credibility to the incident because why would such lengths be taken to push this video yeah, to blur as, it, to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's interesting. interesting. So that gets us into UFOs too. So what is a UFO? <laughs> well, the Bible says there's evil in high places. And remember yeah. they had six fingers. We have five. When you look into the UFOs and all the people that said they've seen them and I believe they exist, they always say these little people come out and they have four fingers. <laughs> Isn't that mm-hmm. weird? You go from six yeah. fingers, we have five, they have four. That is My personal thought is these these little alien greys are laboratory-grown bodies for these demonic spirits to inhabit. 
because yeah. if they're disembodied spirits, they need a body to, to function. And it, what does that remind me of? It, what comes to mind is the Star Wars, the clone army, right? They mm-hmm. created a clone army yeah. of little grays. And Brother Greg, who is doing a fantastic job producing in the background. Thanks, Greg. Uh, he brought this up to me one time. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Remember in the book of Revelation when it, when it talks about the locusts, the demons coming out? And when you when you think about the locust and the and the, the the way an alien gray looks, its mouth is small. It has those big bug eyes, and it mm-hmm. reminds me of that demonic swarm that's released out of the pit. And I was like, "Wow, what yeah. if that is a alien gray invasion?" I was like, "Greg, you're on to something, brother." So, Greg, yeah, yeah. thank you for what? that. That was those eyes are for, for sun. Those eyes are like something that has to be in the dark. So, could that yeah. be all the chemtrails to darken the earth so they can come out? It's yeah, just, right. it's wow, that's, that's interesting. So here's, here's something to think about, too, guys. Is um, if you've seen the stories, you know, there's one thing the footage, but we hear stories from I think it was like a village out in Peru where they are, they are these uh entities are on these floating devices coming in and attacking the village, and they're fighting them off with their with their shotguns and everything. And and what happened over time is these uh these beings are coming in. They're trying to like uh, steal women, take stuff, and wreck mm-hmm. the place and stuff like that. So like all the women, the children would be in the center of the village inside a house, and the men would be on the outskirts with guns every night, watching yeah. for these things to come in. Right. But what happened over time? These things started wearing armor, and but the basically trying to the, these alien beings, whatever they are, Nephilim, they were coming in there and they were getting shot and injured by their weapons. So you're starting to make you think now, are they trying to disarm us for a civil yeah. war? Or are they trying to That's disarm us so we won't take good these point. guys out? Exactly. Because without it's that, just you know, food, it's very you know? Um, and, yeah. and, and we can't, you know, there's no, without arms, guys, we have no... Uh, Resistance defense. against tyranny, right? No defense right. against tyranny. And that's, and that's, that's definitely that's definitely a huge aspect of it. But it's it's really wild to see what's going on, and uh, I'm really happy that we're able to talk about this because this is something that I've been speculating and looking at for a while now. And I'm like, well, what's going on, Lord? Because there's so many unexplained uh, situations, and going back to missing 401 and all the people who are disappearing. Guys, there's more people disappearing in the United States in the national parks every year, every year than all of hmm. Charlie Victor 19. Mm-hmm. That what what is going on? Why isn't there like some public outcry? Right. Like what is going on, guys? Well, where are these people going? You know, the missing persons for children every year is astronomical it's like and Crazy. these this should people should want to know what demand parents and you know i feel so sorry for children out there to the parents to the children out there who are trying to go to the police and they just dismiss it you know because this is the real crisis you know where are all the children going now we know because of these luciferian satanic wicked people what happens and we have a good idea of human trafficking and things of that nature as well as another element. But it's mm-hmm. just, I think that thank you, Jesus, we're going to go in the rapture because Amen. what is going to unfold upon this world. And when all of this stuff comes to light, which was once hidden in darkness, this is why I believe men's hearts are going to fail for fear because this is absolutely, Ooh. I mean, you, wow. how can you reconcile yeah. How can you reconcile with this if you have not believed the truth in the Bible? You just, 
And after the rapture, it's going to be total chaos. It's going to be all in and they're going to bring all their ideas and whatever is the topic that they're going to use to to talk about the rapture, whatever it is, it's going to be full fuel right there. I mean, pedal to the Mm -hmm. bottom there, pedal pedal to the floor. They're just going to hit right there and they're going to have to explain why we're gone. And that many million people are gone in a twinkling of an eye. That's going to be hard to explain. So they have to get, yeah. they have to get their stuff, their their T's and their their T's cross, and their I with dot and everything because it's coming. It's coming. So I see this as the spirit world and the in the physical world. So these mm-hmm. things come from the spirit world, get into our world, then they lose their physical body. So they want to inhabit other people's bodies, like demonic spirits possessing, or they want to make their own bodies or but they're in the spirit. I mean, they're the they're the disemboweled spirits. So, like you said, what if in the tribulation God opens the eyes of people to see these things, and that's why they're so scared? And so, could this be that in Miami, the opening of people's it's, eyes to actually yeah. see these things? That's kind of a scary thing to think it about. It is scary. But it is what, very scary. What are these? What? Oh, are you still okay, you there? Yeah, you're there, what, sir. When they were giants, what did they eat? Well, you have all these stories. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. That was a giant that wanted. So these things are used to eating blood. Who who taught them to eat blood? Why would they have a taste for blood? How how do angels fall? Well, angels don't have blood in their body. So do they have to drink blood to become, you know, flesh? The life of the flesh is in the blood. All these stories about vampires, are are they myth or is there something to that? Um, yeah. Lots of questions about that, but people are having yeah. their eyes open to the spirit world. And I think these demonic beings, every year that passes, they become more ugly and more ugly. Yeah. And, right. um, yeah. I don't know if eventually they'll cease to exist or if they'll live all eternity in hell with the devil. I don't know. But I know if you could see in the spirit world, these things would scare the soul. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. In I Hollywood, people sell their soul to the devil. I mean, that's a no-brainer. We know all about that. Oh, yeah. I don't, man, I had a tape years ago that I can't find anymore where uh, this pastor interviewed all these people in Hollywood that got out. And they said that, that when it appeared to them, it appeared as a black cat or it appeared as, as something scary like Slender Man. Or it is, and it was always something scary in the sense that it appeared to them. And that's what the devil is. He wants to scare mm. people. And I, and I believe he lives off of fear because, yep. you know, when you're afraid, adrenochrome, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh well, then, that may be a taboo word. So it's all about them using your body for their, yeah. they want to drink yeah. it and they want. So it seems, it's a, it's a scary thing, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. Someone said in the comments, well, let's don't give the devil any credit here. Well, we're not. The, the Lord Jesus Christ is more powerful than, than them. Amen. Greater so, yeah. you than is in the world. Remember so that. We have arms to protect us physically. But, Brother John, I mean, the greatest protection is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And Hallelujah. People that have dealt with these evil spirits, you know, when they show up in the name of Jesus Christ, through his blood, get out of here. You know, yeah, and right. we have the most powerful yeah. weapon, the true yeah. blood of God. And I, I, rather I than believe the blood that. of a fallen angel. You know what I mean? Amen. Yeah, I've experienced that, that firsthand. Um, this past. Sorry, John. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say this past week, I wasn't going to get into this, but so the past, 
after my father passed away, um, I've been, me and my entire family have been under just a relentless spiritual assault. Um, mm. I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Um, mm. Just horrific nightmares, um, just feeling things, right? And um, just constantly, and I'm constantly in warfare, guys. It's been really very disheartening, but I, I totally trust in Jesus and I trust in the blood. And um, it's amazing because during these encounters, if you will, um, demonic attacks on my family, I've been rebuking them in the name of Jesus and they just, it just goes. Now it's, it's very frightening experience, but like brother Breaker says, they, they live on fear. So I really do believe this. So that's why perfect love casts out all fear, right? So we want to continue to grow in love with the Lord and continue to walk with him. And as we grow and grow into that perfect love, we can, we can relinquish that fear because we, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear the enemy because he who is in us is greater than who is in the world. And um, it's been a very eye opener experience for me with the spiritual side of things, because, you know, I've never, I've experienced some things in my life, but this is different. And, um, it's been the grace of God. It's uh, I was like, God, only you can keep my sanity. Cause yeah. when, when you're attacked like that, it's something that, and you never, you've never experienced anything quite like this. It's, it's mm-hmm. not fun guys. It's not like, and that just shows you the seriousness and that we're not giving the devil any kudos or credit or anything, but to know your adversary and to respect that they have a lot of power. remember even, uh, and the Archangel Michael didn't have a word against him, right? He just said, the Lord rebuke you. Right. So the Lord Jesus rebuke you. So that's important to always uh, keep in mind. But I could definitely use you guys as prayers in that regard because it's uh, it's been challenging, as you could imagine. And Brother Breaker, I'm really happy to have the chance to talk to you again because I just want to thank you so much for everything you've done because when I was there with my father – I was able to share the blood gospel to him and Amen. to see the, and to see the peace on him Amen. as he, you know, passed away was visibly apparent. I could feel the Lord. And when I told him to trust in the blood, I could see his, he was very scared but when I told him to trust in the blood, I just seen this peace go over his body. And it was so amazing to see. Oh, man, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Wow. I just seen this peace, man, just, just wash over him. And he, his breathing stopped being so laborious. And mm-hmm. I know my, my pop trusted in the blood. And, and he wanted man. to go be with the Lord that day. So Great. thank you, Brother Breaker. I'm so yes, grateful amen. for how the Lord's yes. used you yes. in your ministry. Yes. Amen. That's wonderful. Yes. Have you ever... Amen. Pastor, Pastor Breaker, have you ever been able to measure the length of what you did with your ministry there? No, that's what heaven's for. I can't wait to get there and see. But um, I, I mean, still, it's yeah. incredible. It's amazing the emails I get every month, and yes, sir, and people that tell me like yeah. we like here's a neat illustrate a, a neat story. We go down to South Florida to visit my wife's parents, and we go to a, a church there that's like minded. And two or three people in that church, hey, I got saved watching your videos. I mean, yes. what are the odds just to show up in the middle of nowhere and someone, I yes, saw sir. you on YouTube. So that's humbling that's and it's exciting, though, too, to know that mm-hmm. God has used this to, to see so many people get saved. 
And the greatest Amen. emails is when somebody says, Brother Baker, I got saved two, three years ago, and I was able to lead my wife or my mother or father to the Lord. That's great, because that's not just one. That's somebody else that's doing it to somebody else. Oh, yeah. And, uh, boy, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. amen. And, um, and to just say this also, it has to be said, uh, Brother Bob Barber, you're just an amazing blessing. And your ministry in Feed My Sheep Today is just an outstanding and amazing ministry that's been a blessing to so many lives, to mine, my even my my mother. It's just we're just always so grateful for you and your ministry, how amazing God has been to work all things, all tra- all the tragedy and all the pain. He's just dis- dispersed with his love and his goodness and to have two of the most amazing ministries in one place right now just makes me really happy. So yeah, thank you, Brother great. Bob. Our pleasure. When I say our, I say the Holy Spirit. It's all Amen. the Holy Spirit, man. Yeah, no, Holy Spirit's good. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Jesus is good. The Holy Spirit's so good, guys. I, I can't yes, begin man. to tell you when, when you were facing loss, and I'm sure you guys have all been there, the Holy Spirit is such a comfort. He comforts. He really comforts. And it's not just fairy tales and fables. I mean, it's a it's a understandable, you can feel the peace of the Lord. It's something that you can feel. And it's like, whoa, Lord, thank you so much for bringing this peace to my family. And you're just such a such a tender and kind and loving and merciful God. How can people not run into his arms, run and trust into the blood? And it's just, it's sad. But we have wicked people out here with Project Blue Beam, the Council of Nine, and these different organizations that's come out. And they've lied about giants about disinformation. They, they just muddy the waters because that's their, their father, the devil, right? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And yeah. that's what he's teaching the world to do because right. the world are of him, right? And it's sad. It's sad to see. I It's getting harder. I think the hardest thing about going into 2024 is just seeing how much the world has waxed cold and just seeing oh, yeah. how... every Have you guys noticed that lately? Just how... Mm-hmm. People just don't love. Have there's no love anymore. Well, no one cares well, about each other. They'll slam a door in your face. Let an old woman get ran over because they don't want to help her cross the road. No one cares. It's, it's a like slippery. It's, just, it's a slippery slope that we entered back in 2020. 2020, we dealt with the virus. No. 21, we dealt with the sh- we dealt with the shot. 22, we started with the war in Ukraine. 23, we dealt with U- UFOs. And here in now, 2024, we're dealing with the, uh, the the pilots of the UFOs now, and and also we have we forgot all the lighting that we're seeing in the sky now, the mm. supernatural lighting lighting up the skies. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. all around in New York City and other cities across the country, big huge light shows, these big booms that I re- that I saw that we heard on um, somebody recorded them in the mountains of New Hampshire. It sounded like somebody was pounding on, like a like like if you're underwater, like in a, like in a lake, mm-hmm. and you're under the water, and somebody you're looking up, and the person's pounding on on the ice, it's doing the yeah, it sounds like that. And then I saw something where it's over by you, Breaker, is over by I think it was Fort Lauderdale off the coast over there. They're catching this huge light 
coming up out of the ocean there and it's kind of like surfacing. It's like this huge ship. Mm-hmm. All right. So it, the, now they're getting out in the open now. And I don't think that the, 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 the current guard, I think they're, they're, they're switching over to the new guard now. Or they've already switched over to the new guard. The old guard was trying to keep this stuff a secret. The new guard's yeah. like, we're going to let it all out. You got yeah. the Epstein mm-hmm. list going now. You're letting all that stuff out. I mean, they're letting everything fly yeah. now. Exactly. I mean, they're going for broke this year. I mean, we've had states taking Trump off the ballot. Now you have, I think it was uh, Missouri and... Uh, was in Missouri and Florida, they're going they're they're going to take uh, Biden off the ballot. I'm like perfect. That before you know, it, you're going to have all the states with nobody on their ballot. So guess what? We're going to have a civil war now. Exactly. That's what they I want. Further division. Yeah. Well, that and everything we're seeing right now, within the first nine days of this month, knowing that we're dealing with something like this, possibly, maybe. At the end of this year, okay, because I believe if Trump gets in, he's going to mess everything up. With these so, how do you think they can counter that, Brother Breaker? I think what they're going to do, they're just going to flip the table, flip the table, end the game. Remember, we're not going to win. Get mad, flip the table, hit the power switch, take the grid down. Okay, well, that to me, that's my least of my worries because the whole political world. Is a waste of time because the most important thing is the spiritual and getting people saved. Yeah, but yeah. personally, I think Trump has a Trump. <laughs> if you're playing, you know, a card game, the Trump is you always win. So um, I think there's something he knows that someone else doesn't, and he might come in and help bring in the Antichrist. Yeah. Or they's going to be, I don't know, but I just, the last Trump, well, sooner the better. <laughs> you know, go ahead and vote for him just so the rapture will come if he is the last Trump. <laughs> but to me, I'm not putting my faith in the man. And I Amen. Amen. In the Lord. And I you just can't, can't get him wait until he comes. He's not going to win the whole nation because this nation needs to be divided up into several small right. countries. It's, it's divided already, yeah. but yeah. I can totally see another secession. Uh, the first yeah. being Texas and Florida, because we're just fed up with what we're seeing. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Are you guys ready for questions by any chance? Yeah. Sure. You have uh, sure. Greg wants to call him on if he wants me to do him. But first I could definitely see, because you divide this country up right now, mm-hmm. and what looks like it's going that direction, then you could have the uh, United Nations States of America, United Nations mm-hmm. come in here and become our new federal government over these nations here. Okay, so, you know, and they could do that because they have all these illegal immigrants coming in here that they're eventually going to give a badge to and a gun to. So that way they can come and arrest you because you're not going along with their agenda. I think they had their first uh, graduating class. Um, where was that? Which I think it was in Los Angeles. The police department, they have the first class, graduating class of police officers, and they're all mm-hmm. illegal immigrants. Right. So, wow. yeah, it's coming. That's not None of them. Imagine mm-hmm. that. A police force that knows nothing about our Constitution. Yep. Yeah. Or our that's... language, even. Do they even speak our language? Yeah. So, strange. Yeah, that that is interesting, because when I was in the military and basic training, I had learned about a program that the military apparently offers. I had no idea up to that point where you can be a citizen of a, of a foreign nation and get your citizenship through to America by serving in the military. And uh, we had a bunch of guys from around the world in, in my uh, 
my little bay, but most of them came from Africa and um, language barrier like crazy. So when we were doing exercises, trying to do stuff, you were like, what? <laughs> trying to talk to each other. It was, it was weird. So I can only imagine if you have an all police force. And now I guess if they were all speaking Spanish, that'd be one thing. But if you're, you know, mixing them up, that, that dynamics can be very difficult and stressful situations, especially for firing teams. So that's crazy. And all of this is nothing new. This has always been happened before. Every time a communist country takes over Yeah. And living in Honduras, I saw so many different things. And I saw that in Honduras, they allowed people that went there and lived there to vote. And I knew, well, they're going to do that to America someday. And now they're letting all these people come across the border because they want them to vote for the people that let them come across the border. And if that's not the T word, I don't know what is. But all this is the United Nations behind it. And their saying is diversity is the strength is our diversity. So the more they put in different type of people, the more they think that makes everything greater. How did that work out at the Tower of Babel? <laughs> no. The more people that spoke different languages, the more uh, it messed everything up. So, but it's all called the sin of Balaam. Do you remember that in the Bible? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. New Testament Man doesn't learn from history. The sin of Balaam, the greed of Balaam, and the what was the other? The error of Balaam. Yeah. And Balaam uh, was a pre- was a prophet. It doesn't say he was a false prophet in the Bible. He was literally a prophet of the Lord. And the king, Balak, came to him and says, curse the people of Israel. He yeah. tried two or three times and he couldn't do yeah. it. So you yeah. kind of have to connect the dots. But when you do, you see yeah. that what he did is he went to that king and says, look, I can't curse them. Mm-hmm. But if you go down there and you marry them and mingle with them and teach them your ways, then God will curse them. Yeah. So open borders, basically. And that's what's happening in America. All these different cultures, exactly. all these different gods with all the, and now God's going to curse America because we're no longer in God. We trust a Christian nation. Now it's all mixed. Yeah. That's right. Sad. It is yeah, very totally. sad. Yeah, and I seen, uh, I was reading in the Bible and brother breaker, maybe you can help me brother Bob. Maybe you could help me and John. Um, I seen, ah, I wish I could try to paraphrase it in my mind enough to maybe you could search it, but it was something about, and when a nation is being judged that its borders or something were open and the people uh, like a hmm. foreign nations would inhabit the land, something to that effect, it reminded me of hmm. what's going on now where we have mm-hmm. so many different cultures coming in because yeah, with all these different cultures, it's just taking away our identity of who we are as Americans. And it's really sad and they have no respect for our values. Most of them, I'm not saying everyone is bad guys that mm-hmm. is coming to our country. I've met a lot of immigrants. I've met a lot of legal immigrants who have came over here. Radi Karin being one of them that I worked with when I was an engineer at one point. And uh, he was fantastic. He was a very nice guy. He talked about being in Iraq when uh, the, the whole Operation Iraqi Freedom was going on and how he loved the U.S. soldiers and they, they were nice to him and his family. So that made me feel good that I at least was talking to someone that didn't have a bad experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, you know, it's sad because there's legal ways to do it. And see, they love our country. Like he, 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 he probably knew more about history than most American citizens, right? Because they have to study to take their tests. But, uh, yeah, it's getting just really bad. So you have it is sad. Legal immigrants and illegal immigrants. Mm. Yes. And the illegal immigrants, do you think they're going to respect our laws? They don't even know what they are. Exactly. <laughs> they don't we are so happy. We are we so happy. We, we love them, and I think we should be going after them, winning them to the Lord. 
Amen. That would be one great opportunity. But they they do bring disease, and it's wide open not only to the good people, but it's wide open to the bad people. So they're coming in the terrorists, all these, and it's just um you got to wonder. Um, a lot of them have been haven't been taught what we've been taught, but in the Spanish world, a lot of them are hardworking Spanish people, and that's mm-hmm. that's wonderful. But oh, yeah. what do they do? They come here, they make money, they send it back. It's all Cloward and Piven. It's all to weaken our economy, to bring us down. And so they're taking money out of our country and sending it to other countries. For many years, El Salvador changed from their money to the dollar. Did you hear about that? There was no national um, monetary system in El Salvador. They just used the dollar because so many people from El Salvador came to America and sent dollars back. They just used the (laughs) dollar. Well, now they said, no, the dollar is going to crash. So now they're Bitcoin. The, the oh, national wow. currency of El Salvador is the Bitcoin because That's they're like, the dollar's not good anymore. So it's just amazing right. to see. It's just right. so amazing to see how we're seeing the destruction of America and it's all orchestrated and it's all who? New York City and then over in Europe or wherever the other place is. And it's that symbol with the snake. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever looked oh, at the yeah. United Nations symbol? It's got yeah. that hole in the snake on it. Yeah. So there's your, there's your Satan, the first, uh, the first, uh, father of the Nephilim, if you will. And yeah. he's bringing in the nations to his nation. To and his the bad son. thing is Canada is following right behind you guys. Mm-hmm. You never right. wear former shape. Like we do have also problem with the immigration and the ad open, uh, they had uh, open uh, few borders to whoever, right? And they even had a place, it's called Roxham Road. I don't know if you heard that, just south of Montreal. And people were just walking in from states, f- coming from uh, Mexico or other places mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Just but, walking yeah. in, just straight walking like yeah. this. Nuts. Wow. You know, Brother Brown. You know, it'd be great. We'll just have the big screens all the way up, all up in in Mexico and all the way up to the borders. Just have these screens preaching, uh, preach, uh, (laughs) preach about, uh, Revelation, Book of Revelation, where a third of the trees and grass are burned up. That's going to be judgment on America. America is going to be decimated. Okay. Or maybe we should, uh, put the video of Philip, Pastor Philip Barnett that, Talks about all the cities and the majority of the cities in uh, the United States are going to be nuclear, uh, hit with a nuclear bomb, be decimated. Yeah. Okay. All the cities that they're going to, that they're claiming, those are the cities that are going to be destroyed. So they're going, they're basically marching to their death right now. So imagine having all that going on and how many of them will be, I wonder how many of them that might be smart enough to turn around because most of them are marching to their death. Well, here too. This, this too, if you think about it, part of the plan is let them kill each other off. Yeah. So let the food run out. Most of these yeah. people come from a country where they had a garden in the backyard and they never ran out of food. They never mm-hmm. were hungry. They come to our country. They put them in a bunch of apartments. They're living next to each other. Now they get hungry. They can yeah. go outside and plant. No, they're going to go kill their neighbor. And, and that's mm-hmm. it's all set up. In order for everybody to, as you said, love of money, love of many wax cold, they just mm-hmm. they go kill each other and take because they don't yeah. feel like, hey, you're another American. I have this relationship with you. We're fellow Americans. We'll help each other. 
No, yeah. they just came in here and they're just like, I'm going to take what he has because I'm hungry. Exactly. So this whole thing has the devil's footprint, mm. I mean, uh, fingerprints all over it. Mm. And yeah, he just this... wants to mix them and then have them hurt each other. And, and the sad thing that. is people who mm-hmm. thought that they could be, you know, avid hunters and they're like, oh, I'm going to survive off the land. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but there's been a huge recording of an outbreak of chronic wasting disease mm-hmm. in uh, in the deer population. Yeah. And um, it's spreading a lot. And I've, I was watching how much it spread since just a few years ago. And it's 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 spread a whole lot, guys. And right. if it keeps going this way, it's going to get out of control. So and it's a prion disease, I believe, that affects the mind. And um, they say it's not transferable, but it's it's kind of like akin to mad cow disease is what I heard. And mm-hmm. I don't think it. They say it can't be transferred to human, but do you really want, does anyone really want to take that chance and yeah. eating no. something like that? But uh, Brother Bob, um, if you want to grab whatever questions that you think are relevant to tonight. Yeah, I got or... some lined up here. Awesome. I got a, one of here, Pamela. Uh, before I say that, something I want to mention real fast, that talk about the animals. You know mm-hmm. how they did that? They put stuff in the rabies packets. And they drop them everywhere. They they smell like vanilla. Wow. They're dropping them all over the country, and all the animals are eating them. They're killing off the mm-hmm. animal population to make sure we can't hunt them. That's what they're doing. That's that's where all that's been coming from, by the way. So that's it's all engineered. Nice. They got rid of our food processing plants. They're killing off the cows and the chickens. Okay, and they're getting off. They're they're taking care of all the wild game we have. They want to make sure we all die. They want to fall yeah. dead. There's a reason why the Deagle reports with Rockefeller think tank John yep. Deagle yep. said 2024, 90% of this country will die this year over the next 11 months here or less. Hmm. And whoever, is, whoever survives, China said they're coming in November to take out the militias. So, because I figured the militias might survive, you know, so like hmm. 10% that would survive. So, yeah, that's yeah. what's ahead of us. So you if know. they're right, then that's the rapture, guys. The rapture is right here somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's right. Or there'll be nobody yes. left. The rapture. <laughs> There's got to be somebody yeah. left. The rapture. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And in order to go to the rapture, you need the indwelling Holy Spirit that changes yeah. you from the inside out, according to Romans ten, eight, ten, and eleven. Okay. And I got this question here from Pamela. It says, "When you get saved, do you literally feel the Holy Spirit come into you?" Now I didn't feel that. Okay, there's probably a peace or something like that. But Jesus said in John 3, 8, he says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell not, hence it cometh, and whether it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Okay, so you, you won't tell when it's coming or going. Well, it's not going to go. But what he's saying is it's just going to. You don't know. Mm. I mean, I didn't feel nothing. Did you guys? I mean, well, some people me, claim they fell on the ground, laughed. I don't know. Yeah. That wasn't me. For me, no. for me, I, I this is how it happened, um, Brother Breaker. Again, I was watching your video. How do you really know that you're saved? And I had been living just a evil life, guys, of just drugs and alcohol and and just porn and just every debased imaginable thing you can think of i was being just oh it was just terrible and i was at the end of myself and i was listening to some heavy metal headbanging music and out of okay so if you're listening to heavy metal music right that's 
predominantly death culture, right? All of a sudden, little Robert Riker's face pops in the corner out of all the possible suggestions. <laughs> and I remember looking at it, and I was like, what is this? And I said, how do you know? And guys, you know, I grew up in churches. I thought I was saved, even though I would profess out of my own mouth that if you looked at me, you would never tell if I was a Christian or not. And I was like, it, it had to be God that had me click on that video. And I remember by the end of it, I, I was like frantically, I remember getting off the bed and I went and I found this little Bible, not this one, but it was kind of like this one. It was black. And I was like flipping through to first Corinthians 15, one through four. And I remember opening it up. It wasn't some prayer or something in particular, but I remember opening it up and I said, Lord, I believe and I want this. I remember pointing at the scripture. I was like, I want this for my life. And that's the, that was that. I put the Bible down. It was three o'clock in the morning. I remember laying down and I woke up the next morning and I felt like I just got just a giant supernatural squeegee. And it was like, like it just scraped the crud off of me. My mind felt different. Like I, I used to just have just nothing but debased thoughts all the time and they were just gone. And I was like, what? And I remember just feeling this love that I've never felt in my entire life. And it just felt like it was just holding me. And I got up and I, I just kind of stumbled out my front door on 1711, which is weird. The street of the house, I really believe is prophetic where God had, had ordained me to get born again at because it was 1711 silver street, silver street, silver being a picture of the blood and redemption, right? 1711, the life of the flesh is, in the blood, right? It makes atonement for the soul. And Leviticus 17, And I was like, and I turned and I looked at this tree and I'll never forget it. And I just seen this big tree in the neighbor's lawn and the sun was beating through. And, and I just felt the sun on my face. And I, I literally felt like in that moment that my life was so perfect. And I was like, God, I was like, I wish I would have known about this like 20 years ago. Like, mm. I wish, I wish, I wish I didn't waste so much time and i remember we me and my wife we we were so excited we went to the store and i was telling everyone i probably looked like a raving lunatic <laughs> so i was running up to everyone i was like yeah i was telling them i was like and i and i and i read the bible and and, I, and all of a sudden i just felt clean and i felt different and and i just had this thirst for the word and i just read the bible for the first time cover to cover mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that that first year in my walk with the Lord and how much he taught me and showed me through scripture. And um, Bob, we were talking about this and what once made no sense before I had a sound doctrine teacher like Brother Robert Breaker. I had opened the Bible and I was reading and I was seeing typologies. I was like, oh, that's Jesus right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like. It's so makes so much sense. And then later on, we learn about how, you know, without the spirit of a man can discern things of man, but we have to have the spirit of God discern things of God. And, and that's in first Corinthians chapter two, I believe. And I was like, wow, God, this is the most amazing. Now everyone's, everyone's like moment is different though. Cause I've, I've known people you know, maybe it was so radical for me because of how the debased my life had been. So it was a very apparent thing for me as where someone who's lived 
you know, more straight and narrowed, didn't use drugs or drink or anything like that, it may be not as dramatic in a sense, right? Because for me, it was like, uh, you know, I stopped doing drugs, I stopped smoking cigarettes, I, I stopped drinking alcohol, and it's just the grace of God, you know? Amen. And um, it doesn't mean my life's perfect. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm perfect because I have, in this time, I've learned one thing, guys. From February 19th, 20, or February 17th, 2019, that evening, 16th, 17th, I call it 16th night, 17th morning. One thing that I've known is that in the times when I was, I'm learning and I'm walking with the Lord and I've stumbled and I've made mistakes and I had a new feeling of conviction, which I never had before. I could sin until the cows came home and never felt bad. But when I made mistakes this time, it was like, I felt the grief of the Holy Spirit, and I was just torn up about it. But one thing that I learned was how graceful God is. And the more I had, whenever I stalled, you know, fall and stumbled, he was always there. And his promise that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And all these people want to say that God's just going to throw you out, you know, because the mistakes you made. He gives us the grace to learn to walk with him, right? Not, not for a sin party, but so that we can conform to his image, right? And as I learned that and I grew in love with the Lord, the more that I'm forgiven and I realize how much God's done in my life, I'm like, how can you not love God? Right. <laughs> He's amazing. But that was my personal experience with the Lord and a quick testimony. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there. But every time and you guys bring that up, I get so excited because I'll, I'll never forget it. I mean, there's a question from Uptime for Uptime Community Church. It says, do you think there will be a gap between the rapture and the start of the tribulation? And do you think anything will happen with the solar eclipse across the U.S.? A lot of people are watching that solar eclipse right now. That's very significant right now. April 8th, right? April 8th. And according to uh, some channels, they believe that Nissan 1 is on April 8th. Begins Mm. a whole new year, according Mm. to God's calendar. Okay, if that's the case... How significant. It's supposed to be the most watched eclipse in U.S. history. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I don't know. We, You know, that's a significant date. I don't know if that's going to be the first day of the tribulation. You could say that. Could that happen? It makes sense to me. But Or is it just marking? Like, when I wrote my book, The Road of 2024, that date was basically, in the, when I wrote in the book, basically on, November, on April 8th, 2024, which I can't believe we're still here. When that date came, that would be the second and final separation of America, which will basically collapse the country at that point. So something significant will happen to collapse the country at that point on April 8th. So that that was my prediction. Okay, because the first one came through, and that divided America up because Trump won the election, and we had this big, huge campaign to make sure he didn't win 2020, and he exposed all the people. People took sides, and it divided the whole country in the very first one. But the second yeah. one is going to be is going to basically complete what was started back in 2017 on on August 21st. Okay, so what do you guys think? For well, April- I don't think there'll be a rapture, I mean, gap in between the rapture and start. I think the tribulation starts as soon as the rapture comes. 
Amen. What will happen in the solar eclipse? I don't know. Usually if it happens in eclipse, it doesn't happen that same moment the eclipse happens. Sometimes that's a warning. Here comes something. Like you said, it could be a warning. Here's what happens yeah. in the next seven years. So I don't know. It would be interesting if something did happen and it also it continued to happen. But um, I think it's they've always looked at eclipses as bad omens, the people that weren't saved. So we that are saved, yeah. again, Jews are for, uh, uh, signs are for the yeah. Jews. So mm. I don't get too into the signs. But at the same time, you can't deny that God did that. It is not an yeah. accident. I mean, Amen. everything that's in heaven cannot be just, oh, well, evolution. And that accidentally just shows up for us to look at. <laughs> it yeah. shows a pattern of, of a oh. God that knows all things saying, hey, yeah. I know what's going to happen next. Yeah, so I don't Amen. Hell the rapture will happen. But it, I do know they're there and they point to me that God is real. And, Amen. Um, I well, just believe man. he's coming soon and wouldn't it be nice? And my personal thought is it says seven good years, seven bad years. So I'm hoping this year's the rapture because that would be smart. Seven bad years. Hey Amen. That would be awesome. Yeah. Have you guys happened? Uh, we don't have to get into it or anything if you haven't heard of it, but I've been hearing some rumbling about some some moons and a dividing between the two January 11th hasn't right. so anyone... that Steve Fletcher guy if you know who he is he just posted a video the sound is horrible unfortunately but he's showing, <laughs> showing I watched it before this and I usually don't but the the graphic was pretty cool and it just shows it was pretty cool blood moons are all lining up to something in a January 11th so yeah what's that something right. again if signs are for the Jews I think it's going to be something for Israel but amen could it be mm-hmm. something um I don't know but it's it's fascinating how all that is not an accident Isn't so it shows you yeah. that God I mean even unbelievers are saying wow we we don't know what to do with this that someone made all that up there so it's it's something so if you get a chance to watch that video um it, I didn't get a lot of information from it. I just got the pretty graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Else, you, you can, was, uh, yeah. Was I don't nice. want to say skip it, but watch it if you want. But yeah, the graphic was the meat and the potatoes. You could exactly. kind of fast forward it to that. And it was basically just showing that there's a perfect division between both of these lunar and uh, cycles and the blood moons. The blood and moons I was, too. yeah, it's like, whoa. And, and it kind of reminds me. Yeah, they it's perfect balance on each side, and I couldn't help personally but think, "Wow, this kind of reminds me of you know the Lord who is at the center of all things." And blood moons always reminded me of like the moon being like a picture of the bride, right, who is constantly chasing the sun, and that that picture of the blood over the moon, the redemption, and I I think about all of that from that atonement, right? Those blood moons Mm. from. As far as east to west, all focused in on a one central day, one central point. I was like, man, that does scream Jesus. Hopefully, <laughs> but hey, I, you know, I, I'm just here to live each day and and try to walk as best I can with the Lord. Yeah. And and in 2024, I want. I, I was talking to the Lord because one thing I want to encourage you guys. You know, it says uh, all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all like a leaf fade, right? So mm-hmm. don't turn a new leaf. Don't turn a new leaf in 2024, but put your trust in Jesus and then the blood. Because when you look at the opening Psalms, right, all who put their trust in the Lord, all who trust the Lord, their leaves shall not wither. So you don't have to turn a new leaf. You'll just be a nice leaf with the Lord. And I was like, wow, Lord, that's so awesome. And I want to wake up or lay my head down every night in 2024. And I want to ask myself, did I truly live 
for God today. Yeah, and I, I want that is what I want to do. So I encourage you guys, if you want to do that with me, to be able to each night lay in bed and, and ask yourself, did I live for God today? Did I, did I live to the fullest for God? Did I, did I, did I witness to someone, anyone? Did I, what did I, you know, just because time is short and lives are precious. Sometimes we, we get caught up and we think about the rapture as our time of escape, but these people are going into tremendous hell and torment during this time. So mm-hmm. the, the more that we can get out there, the better. Amen. And mm-hmm. great segue into this one from Shake and Bake says, how is sanctification different from salvation? You want to take a run of this, Robert? Well, so the best way to explain it is we're saved, we're being saved, we will be saved. Remember, body, soul, and spirit. So when I'm saved, my soul is washed in the blood, it's saved. My body, I mean my, uh, yeah, my spirit, daily I need to walk in the spirit. And then my body is what's saved at the rapture. I get a glorified body. So what is the difference between salvation? Well, my soul is saved, but daily I should live a life of sanctification, which means cleanliness. Mm -hmm. So I need to live a clean life, not running back to sin, but to get sin out of my life. And so that's sanctification and that's a daily thing. So you're saved once, but every day you need to get closer to the Lord and to quit sinning and to try to live a a clean life. And that's the hard part because that's the battle. (laughs) That's the daily battle. Amen. It is the hard part. The good news is that you're saved spiritually. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is if you look at how a human being at conception what happens, okay, you have the, the male seed, which is noon, which is the word, okay, in God's pictographic language, is a little seed, all right, cool. and it enters into the egg, all right, and when it gets into the egg, what happens? A burst of light, right, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. what happens? The egg seals it shut. And no other sperm can get in there. It's sealed. The light, everything that happens there mm-hmm. is sealed in the egg. Amen. And, Amen. and it grows from there. So right there, when we receive the word of the Holy Spirit, our spirit, his word comes in, brings it back to life because we were dead in our mm-hmm. trespasses and sins. We are Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. So now he Amen. brings us back to life because we're dead. So Amen. he brings our dead spirit back to life and seals it. His word comes in, comes into our spirit. And boom, brings back to life and seals it. That light takes place and Amen. seals it just like an egg mm. at the conception of a human being. Okay. And that's done. Ephesians 4.30. Okay. And Amen. I love it. I learned, I learned that verse from you, Robert Breaker, back in 2017. I'll never forget it. Mm. I'm at work. I'm running this big lathe machine. It's big roll spinning. I got headphones on. And I'm just listening and just listening to that video. At the, how do you know you're saved or uh, true salvation, something like that? He had like a real pinkish background. And I was listening to that. Man, that is incredible. I mean, that's probably, I think probably one of the first videos yours I watched back 2017. Yeah. Wow. And probably could probably possibly could have been when I've truly got saved. Possibly. I believe that I was saved back then, but I don't know. Like I mentioned earlier, the wind comes and goes. Like Jesus yeah. said, you don't know. Okay, I guess Jesus will make that clear to me later. But, uh, yeah, we are sealed spiritually, like you said, Robert Amen. Franklin. Yes, we are. But Amen. the flesh, Hallelujah. it's the second part of the gift. He gives us the gift of salvation, but the grip, the gift comes in phases. Okay, the purchase possession. Our body is to purchase possession. Yeah. Okay. Right. And how do you? How, and what do you do when you go to the store? You buy it. You put something on layaway, right, until yeah. 
you come back and complete the purchase possession and take it home. Okay, that's why the Bible says, Ephesians 1, 13, 14, we receive the earnest of our salvation, which is the Holy Spirit, earnest money down on the home, which is a promise of future performance. Okay. And, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. Like I said, yeah. I would never Although, receive that, Michael, unless I had the Holy Spirit. When I read exactly. through it, because I used to be a real exactly. estate agent, and I, I understood that lingo. And I'm oh. like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, right? And <laughs> I know. love those moments. And I think that's... um I think there's like little little things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And I think that us who who are born again and who have been walking in relationship with the Lord, you know there's certain things that happen that you, you may not tell anyone, but you know that you know that Jesus is in you. And the Holy Spirit is in you and, and real and alive and communicating and teaching you and edifying you and guiding you. It's not like I said, it's not a fairy tale. It's not a, it's not some mysterious I mean it's mysterious because we don't understand it but it's not fake it's real and I think that's one of the most encouraging things that and that's why we don't want to cast those pearls before swine right because we don't want to take those precious moments we have with the Lord when we feel his presence and he tells us something he edifies us exhorts us and teaches us and share it with someone who doesn't care and they just turn and rend you and um, it's so amazing and those pictures and typologies of the seal um, you know, I was thinking about one time how Jesus, how we are dead in Christ, right? And Jesus went into the tomb, and what was there? There was a seal that was placed upon the tomb. And Second Peter two eight, I believe it is, says that a day unto the uh, the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like unto a day, right? So early morning, third day, the seals finally break open, and it's it's an act of God that causes those seals to break and the redemption of the purchased possession, that glorified body that you see that Jesus had so perfectly shown us and typed out for us. I'm excited. I'm excited for that body, guys, because yeah. every day without the without mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, I would not be here. I would mm-hmm. have already fallen because I'm I'm just weak. Yes. I have very little strength, but I just totally rely on jesus because i'm like lord i can't make it without you i can't make this 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 race is hard (laughs) a lot harder than we think and i know that we're safe but when you're wrestling with your flesh and you have victories and downfalls and then you got the the enemy it's not easy we live in we're soldiers for the lord he's our commander and our general the battle the vic the we are living out his victory right we're we're living out right now the victory at the cross. So remember that and to be encouraged that we're so close, so close guys. And we're going to be with the Lord and we'll, you know, as Paul said, who can deliver me from this body of death? And there's, I can't tell you how many times I felt that way. I'm like, Oh God, who can deliver me from this body of death? And I'm like, you, Jesus, you did it. You did it for us. I'm confused about the Nephilim giant because, that coincide with God saying, "No flesh was saved except Noah and his family." Right. So that goes back to what we told you. When the flood came, everybody died, but Noah and his family; those eight people. So all those giants died, and what was in the giant? A spirit. So that's where unclean spirits come from. After the flood, years later, other fallen angels came and mated with the daughters of Noah, which would have been great, great, great granddaughters or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how they could. So they didn't survive the flood, 
they died. And, and those spirits before the flood, they, they went down to the, uh, well, the fallen angels were put down in, in the bottom of the earth in chains. But uh, this is where demons come from. But no no flesh was saved, you know. It's, it, but that's where demons come from. So, I, I mean, I think that's pretty explanatory. Mm-hmm. So I don't see mm-hmm. them. I think Hollywood tries to make a movie. Was it Noah where they tried to make a movie? Yeah. Where the angels were helping Noah or something. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, I was like, man, that's blasphemy. strange. But yeah. um, I don't see them as surviving. And that's why they look for a body. That's why unclean spirits want to possess yeah. someone because they used to have a body at one time. So I think yeah. that answered that. Mm-hmm. So some some people did ask just quickly, Pastor uh, Pastor Breaker, uh, did you find out uh, who was behind the the U.S. Depp website? So they sent me a lot of videos, a lot of people. Someone told me who it was and where they are exactly, and I forget. But it's some little suite somewhere. And the question is, who are these people putting that out? Because I saw a video the other day, and it was all about the money system that they want to bring back. And they want to get rid of the debt note and bring in a gold back note. So some people think it's Q and Anon or whatever that's behind mm-hmm. all that. And there's a lot of symbolism. And so it makes you want to <laughs> hope that's who these people are. But my face not in man. I just don't it, see yeah. Yeah. this is the time of everything goes back to good. I see this is the time when the Antichrist takes over. So yeah. I hope, you know, the rumors are true that maybe Trump is still president. <laughs> But <laughs> rapture's coming. What are we going to enjoy yeah. another seven years? I don't see how we yeah. can go another two. So, yeah. um, exactly. but it is an interesting site and a lot of little hidden secret symbols. And I think they're, Just all I can say is don't get your hopes up for what man's saying. Uh, Always have your hopes up in the Lord. Amen. Trusting in that's, him. That's absolutely Because on that day when the rapture happened, there'll be something new on the six o'clock news, that's for sure. There won't be no gap, I don't think. It's gonna be uh rush time to bring everything on because we're gonna be gone, so right. I can in my face not in, in a man, amen. No. Amen. That's so true. He can uh, address the war going on in Israel here right now. It says, is the war with Israel the Psalm 83 war? If not, is it close? That's a good question. Um, I, I say it's going to happen after the rapture, the Psalm 83 war. It happens right, because the rapture takes place, the hand restraints remove. I believe it's after. I don't think this is it. I think we're in the pre-tribulation, pre-Jacob's uh, trouble, even though they said that Uh, they're saying now in the news that Jacob's trouble began on October the 7th, which that would mean, according to them, we're in the tribulation. I think we're in the pre-tribulation time. I mean, that it, it, it's hard to say. That's all I can say on that. I know what they're going for. I've read that so many times, but it's just hard to say um, exactly. Because many times in history, all these people have been against the Jews. So mm-hmm. is this a Dual prophecy, a, a triple prophecy, is it? Yeah. I don't know. So that's one of those. If you don't know, you just say, I don't know. But it's a good excuse to go read Psalm 83. <laughs> so I yep. hope people do that. I actually just did that. <laughs> Refresh on it while you were talking. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. How's about, uh, almost right here. It's interesting. How will the mark of the beast change the people who take it? Will it be a physical or spiritual change? 
or just spiritual? Well, I think it would be a rebirth. It would be a dark rebirth that can't be undone. And physical change, well, the Bible says there'll be those who seek death and death will flee from them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you guys think. I think there I think there's a change in the body. You know, you take several, several ideas on it. And one is the one we've thought for many years that you just did it and maybe you could cut your hand off and make it in the millennial kingdom. But after what we've been through the last several years, uh, there's more of the thought that it does something to your DNA. Yeah. And, and if that's possible, can a person who takes it still be saved? Well, maybe they, they get it and then feel bad about it and say, no, no, cut my head off. And still they can be, because Jesus said, fear not them that can kill the body, but then them that can kill the soul. So, but you know, is it one of those things? If once you take it, you can never be safe. Well, when Jesus comes back and you have it, you're pitched into hell. So, is there a way for you to undo it? I wouldn't take that chance if you miss the rapture. Oh yeah, yeah. gambling if you do that. Yeah, don't cut my hand off. Don't. Yeah, no. But yeah, that's. I personally think it will change you to where a demon could get in you easier. So that is definitely going to affect you in the spirit world. And in people that have a demon, it does affect the way they look. So I think, yeah, it could definitely will change people in many ways and definitely will help them to make them believe a lie much easier and probably will maybe even give them a a desire to eat human flesh or some weird thing. Um, My old pastor used to say that when they do the Catholic mass today, they claim to have the blood of Jesus, but it's really wine. Mm. That they'll be drinking the blood of the people that had their heads beheaded. Wouldn't that be odd? Because oh, uh, what does the whore want? She wants to drink the blood of the saints. So yeah. take that literally. I mean, these people are so wicked that wow. they're that they're drinking the actual blood of the That's, people that said, "I'd rather choose Jesus." So I don't know. But if you start yeah. eating human flesh or drinking blood, that does affect your body. Yeah. I don't know if you know that, but uh, people that have yeah. been cannibals, it, the first thing is their teeth begin to rot because there's no nutrition in eating a human being. Like if you ate an animal, it 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 messes with you. So yeah, it yeah. definitely could probably do a little bit of both. Yep. And do you, do you remember Soylent Green? The, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So cool. that kind of reminds me of America and um, in a sense that it seems like I don't know about you guys, but it seems like all the food you can eat, but it feels like there's just no nutrition in our food anymore. Yeah. And the thing that made me question the whole thing about the DNA modification and whatnot, because we do have uh, the CRISPR Cas9, which Brother Breaker was talking about, and the Human Genome Project that was started in, I believe, 1980s and then or 90s, and it ended in 2003. So they were already trying to get this show on the road with the uh, gene manipulation. But if you look, almost everything that you see on the back, and you're reading the ingredients, and you're like, "Oh, hey, uh, what's in this?" and it's like genetically modified blah 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 and you're like right huh so when we introduce those things into our bodies what is that doing to us are they have they been practicing a form of gene therapy on us already for all the time some people point out that it's probably aborted babies well then now you're a cannibal without even knowing it yeah so watch out for that msg is not good for you that's in everything nowadays and Pray over everything. He is. It makes you yeah. addicted to that to want more. Yeah. Oh, that is what we call a biggie. 
<laughs> I don't want to say any, the names of the company, but from aborted baby, there is they're making some flavor uh, uh, mm-hmm. flavor thing and to enhance the flavor. That's crazy. Uh, a sad thing. That's a really no. bad thing, and no. apparently it's in a lot of products. I, I got a list. I know the names, right. but I here I don't want to say any names. Oh, the love but, of money uh, is the root of all evil, and they amen. do this because they love money. So amen. you really do need to watch the food you eat, and the processed food is not good for you. The more raw, the better. Pray and over your food, people. Pray, pray over, over your food. Fast food places, be careful. I, yes. I will not eat at certain places. One of them has a big M on it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and it's gold. Yeah. That yeah. I will never eat at that place because I don't yeah. see anything that they have there that's good for you. Something's um, different about the fast food. It's changed. Yeah. It's yeah. weird now. Yes. So having your own homegrown stuff, but make sure you don't use chemicals. And yep. um, it's that's just harder and harder. Now, meat, is it even real meat they sell nowadays? Or is that... I know. It's, right. it's you just don't know anymore because no one cares about standards or rules of the rules of law. So you know who's to say there that that's real beef that you're getting and not some impossible burger. I mean, exactly. I just don't. I don't put. I'm at a point now where I don't put nothing past these people. I really don't. Yeah. I question everything they do. I'm like, yeah. um, you look at your food this? and you can hear the yeah. little, you can hear the little music. You know, you see people put magnets on it and stuff and you'll see metal particulates coming out. And yep. then now they're saying that there's human, yes. there, there's so much plastic that's uh, permeated our society that it's literally in our bloodstream. They're saying now too. So everything is decaying it's falling apart it's poison we how can we be here yes. much longer i mean dare i say that because god only knows i thought we were i was saying that in 2020 but i mean it feels like and i don't like going based off feelings either but it's like uh, something's well, gotta poison the air they poison the water they poison the uh food supply you know that you go to any farm big pharma that's poison there i mean it's all over it's all over the place Everywhere, it right is. now. I mean, we can't be here much longer. Who knows Speaking what of nothing, Kim trails too that falls on yeah. everything. Oh yeah. So, answered for the next question there. Yeah. Speaking of not being here much longer, I think we got time for one more question here. I think it's a oh, good wow. one to step out on because of all this negative, all this negativity. Uh, we we have we know that we are looking for the rapture resurrection event. Okay, yes. we're looking to get out of here. All right, so. Finishing off on the topic of salvation, I think is a good idea. And Amen. I got some question from Dino. He says, is trusting the blood of Jesus the same as trusting in the name of Jesus? How do you reconcile them? Thanks, brothers. That's a so great I'll question. I got the answer. Okay. Go ahead. Go and tell me if I was a good student, Pastor Brunner. <laughs> okay. No, it's not the same. It's the who and the what. Yes, that's right. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Nice. <laughs> So, so for those the, that don't the, oh, who is Jesus Christ that was the first gospel brought when Jesus was there. Amen. And the what is for the church age, which is whoops, right there on my board, right there. Church age. That's for yeah. us. That is the blood. The blood was shed for our sin. And that's the whole thing about First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. That is the gospel for us today. That's what Amen. it is. Amen. 
How do you reconcile them? Well, you got to know who is Jesus and what he did for you. Exactly. Yeah. And so without when Jesus, when Jesus showed up there to the Jews, it sounded like an owl. They said, who so much? Who do the son of men <laughs> say that I'm? Who, who do you think? Who, who, who? And so he told them, you must believe that I am he. And even yeah. in the early book of Acts, the believe in the name, believe in the name. And it wasn't until they rejected Jesus the third time in the book of Acts with the stoning of Stephen that then things started to change. And it went from Jews to Gentiles. And because of that, Paul comes along and Paul says, and he started preaching who Jesus was. But then he got that revelation in Acts 13, 38 and 39, which I think are probably some of the most important verses in the whole Bible. If you want to pull those up, Greg, Acts 13, 38 and 39, because that's when Jesus revealed to Paul. Don't just tell them who I am. Don't just tell them to trust the name of me. Trust in what I did for them because that's what saves us today. Trusting in what I did, trusting in my blood. And that's the doctrine Amen. of justification. And that's what the book Amen. of Romans is all about. We're yep. justified by faith and not by the law of Moses. So this is what he says that was revealed to him. Be it known to you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believed are justified from all things from which they could not be justified by the law of Moses. Where is believing his name there? It's not. It's believing what he did. Mm. And what he did is what justifies you. So trust his blood because that's what he did. He shed his blood. And you Amen. you read from there on the book of Acts. That causes such a stir that Acts chapter 15, they often meet in Jerusalem and go, is uh, Paul saying the right thing here? And then they all go, yeah. Yeah, we agree, Paul. So it's not just who he is and trusting in his name. We've got to trust in what he did for us. And, and I can see him. I can see Paul standing, be it known unto therefore, <laughs> right? And yelling it very loud and screaming and saying, be it known unto you therefore. Right. Because and by the that's, way, that's so important. Exactly. And by the way, this is your Roman Catholics. They claim yes. to be Christians and they say, no, we don't follow Paul. So they don't go to this. They try to get you back under the law. They That's try to correct. get you a work set up. And when Martin Luther stood up and said, no, we're justified by faith. They said, no, it's faith and works. So a true Christian understands we're saved by faith in the blood, not Amen. by our work. Because every Catholic you. priest says, if you ask them, he'd say, yeah, I believe in the name of Jesus. Yet he has another blood, another sacrifice, yes, another authority, another. Uh, he's trusted in himself and what he does yeah. rather than what Jesus did. That's a, so yeah, that's, that's why a, it's so different. So see my video, the who versus what of salvation on YouTube, yes. and I think I think you'll see that. I think you'll see yeah. that. <laughs> Do I get an A for this one, Pastor Breaker? You, you get an A plus on that one, right? Nice. Thank you, Pastor Breaker. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Romans ten three. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Amen. That's that's what it's all about, guys, submitting to the righteousness of God. And that's how we right. do it, by faith in the blood and his finished work. Amen. Because when you're trusting the blood, you're trusting what he did to take yeah, it down. Exactly. You if you're trusting you in do. his name, what does that what does that mean to trust in his name? His name is Jehovah saves. That's what Jesus means. So if you're a Jew, you've got to believe in his name because his name is he's the Messiah. 
So do you see how that's the kingdom gospel, the kingdom message to the Jews? Jesus showing up saying, believe I'm the Messiah. That's not what saves us. If I go around and say, hey, I just believe Jesus is my Messiah. Am I saved? <laughs> no, I'm a Gentile today. That I'm still not yeah. saved. But do you see how right. that will be the yes. teaching in the tribulation? When we get out at the rapture, Amen. then all the Jews will have to know who he is because they still don't see that. So that will be for them. Believe who Jesus is. Believe he was your Messiah that you missed. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Um, oh, did you want to say something? No, I'm just going to say real fast that before Jesus came, what did they do? They shed the blood of a lamb, each family. Exactly. Yeah. And what did they do? They trusted the name of that lamb they gave them. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of them named their lambs. They mm-hmm. had to keep it for a whole year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of them probably named it, but no, they had to trust in the blood of that lamb. Amen. Now, Jesus came along as the name in the blood. Okay. Because they're kind of synonymous with each other. Okay. But you have to trust in that blood. So if you say, I trust Jesus as my Messiah, and you don't care about the blood, man, that's a tough place to be in when you take your last breath. Amen. It's a scary place to be in. Like what happened to your father. Maybe yeah. you got that right. Maybe when you said trust in the blood, Dad, and he felt at peace. Yeah, man, that was wild. That That's how, like, I'm so grateful the Lord arranged it because the whole situation that led up to it was just supernatural. How God, we had been just violently ill ourselves with this mystery sickness. I don't know, we got tested for COVID, but it wasn't COVID. But my wife happened to just happen to wake up and see the phone that was completely on silent mode, like do not disturb. And she just happened to see something pop up that notified that said, Hey, and then I picked it up and it said that, you know, Papa's in the hospital, that it's not looking good. And I, mm. we just happened to make it there. And right after I walked in, literally it was guys, it was within 10 minutes, everything happened. And I, I remember I could see him. He was just, you know, he was very, not to get graphic, but he was just trying to, to breathe. And um, it, it looked it looked like, you know, kind of scary, some fear there. And um, I just wanted to be there for Pop. And I was like, you know, Pop, don't worry about Mom. I'm going to take care of Mom. You don't have to worry about her no more. And um, I, I just said, Pop, it was never about you. It was never about me. It's always been about Jesus and his precious blood and what he's done for us. And I said, Pop, you, you trust in that blood. And um, I got nurses, my wife as a witness. They were all standing there. And when I said that, he just, just this peace, boom, immediately. His whole posture changed in the bed. And I was like, there you go, Pop. And immediately his his pulse went from 80 to 40 to gone. And I was like, wow. I'll see you, Pop. I'll see That's you. It. I'll see you in the clouds soon. That's it. It's probably that, that mm-hmm. moment right there, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, Last second. And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the Lord and his gracious mercy and spirit that had guided my eyes to Brother Breaker's video, when I learned about the gospel, you know, dare I, I don't even want to think of what would happen. So thank you again, Brother Breaker and and, and Bob Barber. I'm just so grateful for both of you guys. It's been such an inspiration in my life. I'm very grateful. Well, I mean, for you. Don't forget about others. Keep praying and and, and oh yeah, open yes. doors to tell people that because that's so hard to do. Sometimes, like you said, the flesh you get embarrassed or you get, you know, oh, I don't want to right now. You think all all next time there may yeah, not be. There may not may not be so, a next time. Right. I remember uh, what's his face Ray Comfort. 
had a video and he was evangelizing and I don't agree with the way he was doing things because, but he had, he was talking to some guy on a bike and he rode off and the guy was like, now I got a few more years to think about it. And then it got like the gray, sad music came up and it said like three months later, he's seen in the newspaper that that guy got hit by a car and he Mm -hmm. passed away. So our next breath isn't guaranteed. So it's so important to go out there Mm -hmm. and just do it. Remember, guys, when we go to bed every day in 2024, before you snore, <laughs> remember to ask yourself, mm-hmm. did, I, did we live to the fullest for the Lord? Did we go out there and we try to share the, God, the good news to the lost? And, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, none of us are. But um, it, if you just do it, I tell you that God will give you the strength to get through it. And mm-hmm. as you do it, it's not as scary anymore. You don't get as nervous. And get, you'll... Get used to it. It is something you can get used to doing. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, but thank you so much. Um, Sorry, Greg, we went a little over. Producers probably like, ah. But um, thank you guys so much for coming out here today. Brother Breaker, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you here, brother. And um, John, Bob, thank you guys so much for your time tonight. Everyone out there in the chat, thank you so much because – I know time is valuable and where we spend it is it's, it's, it's so important that I see that, that you spent it with us. That means so much more than you would ever understand now on this side of heaven. But when we get to the kingdom, you'll know how grateful I am for that. And um, so let's get out there and redeem the times guys. Time is short. I love you all. Mary not.